Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. What I feel the Lord has told me or shares with me, he says, I have kept you for this time. People just told me, how do you keep that in? The fire that burns in me that I want to share with people. How do you keep that in? And I'm saying, I waited for the appointed time. And I believe this is the appointed time. It's... Some churches I go to, it's, it's kind of scary for them to let me come up here. <laughs> because I think the reason why is because they feel something in themselves that they don't obtain in God that they should have. They see a layman as just walking and flowing and thinking, wow. And I look at you as a lay person. I mean, and if I'm a lay person, how should, how should the pastors be? I mean, but we're not elevated high above anybody. You know, it's like you say, the Holy Spirit, he amazes me. Because <coughs> I'm thinking, <coughs> all the stuff, because I've been a Christian for like 62 years. That's a long time. Sometimes people say, you want to talk to my pastor? He says, wow, don't you think we ought to listen to him? He's been longer, he's been a Christian longer than we've been alive. Sometimes people think of their elegance of how much they studied in the colleges and the places they've went and read and studied and been under the teaching of men. You know, they think, wow, these men ought to be really flowing in God. Sometimes they are and sometimes they're not. Because the holy thing, the whole, the whole thing is about the Holy Spirit. When we was, when we was, I can't start that because if I go in that, then I'll get just caught up for a minute. But what I wanted to share with you is when you was talking about the Holy Spirit, and I, my brother, I really love that, because you come up and he says, you know, that the, the Father has given us the Holy Spirit. And I ask you as brothers and sisters in Christ, do you pray in the Spirit a lot? The Lord says, as you speak and pray in the Spirit, he said, I will lift you up, and I will blow the shaft away that catches you up. He said, I've given you. He said, you're not orphans anymore. He said, I've given you the Holy Spirit that he would come. Jesus said, the reason I go, and his disciples said, we don't want you to go, Jesus. We want you to be with us. He said, you don't understand. He said, I can be here, but I can only be in one place at one time. But he said, when I send the Holy Spirit, he can be every place and all the time. So it said they waited and tarried in the upper room. And that's what I felt about today that we just kind of wait and tarry in the upper room. What I want you to do now is start praying in the spirit. I want to hear you. 
ida la bakori ete le bashanta ida matale bashanta kabari ente ida hayanta e korianta because the spirit knows what we need ida le koroto rogusha da mamare ida ni makori ete le bashanta korianto because he said i will usher you usher you into the very presence of my father ida le bokori ete le bashanta ida na mashede korianto because he said i will wash you in the blood of the lamb ida le kori ete le bashanta ida ana matieto lo korianta he said the things that you wore against ida hashede i said i will stand between you and the gap i will make that gap that it was not no no between you and the father that you would walk in the fullness of the holy spirit that's what he's saying he says i want you to get so caught up in my spirit that the flesh doesn't exist anymore that's our problem our, our flesh wants this and wants that anything that our flesh wants is not good it's not good we think it is because we think sometimes in our life we think wow wow that feels good so that must be good that is wrong comes time because the enemy comes that's what he deals with you talk about the fivefold ministries he works with the fivefold ministries you know the eyes the ears the, you know the taste you know the man of the flesh you know he deals with that he knows how to deal with that he knows how to he knows how to make your life miserable but when you get caught up in the spirit he washes everything away. He starts making you the person that you want to be, that he wants you to be. He said, I died on Calvary, that you would, that you would live. He said, you must die. You know, they looked at him and said, we must die? What are you talking about? You must die to yourself, to your own will, what you want. You need to be stirred up in the Holy Spirit so you start seeking after God with all your heart. Man, you hunger after him. Man, you get into the word. Oh, man, I get, I get into the word. Man, I just love the word. I want the word. Huh? Don't we? It's good. It's delicious. Man, when we start reading the word and we start having the word of God in us, that's what the Lord was saying. He said, my people perish for the lack of knowing my word. Just like you were saying, you know, he said, you know, when the, talking about the word, you know, you say, you share it, so share it about the word. You know, to have the word underneath your arm, you know, to have your other word. No, we need to have the word flowing in us. We need to have the word, because when we start speaking, the fire of the Holy Spirit starts exploding. Because, you know, when you start walking in the spirit like that, the enemy shudders. And he don't look at you and say, man, man, what can I do to him today? They're saying, man, he's up and they're moving. That's what I think about Stephanie. Man, she's on fire. She's, she, when I looked at her, she herself wasn't attracted to me. It was the spirit that lived in her. I thought, wow. That woman's walking where she should walk. And I want to see where she's coming from. I want to come down here and start, start let, helping her to let that fire blow and grow and move. And the power and the anointing in you. You know, we start saying the enemy has come to steal our loved ones. Ah! Satan, get behind me. In Jesus' mighty name, we come with the power of the Holy Spirit that they'll be touched and moved and draw them, Father, into your kingdom. Lord, don't let them be lost anymore. Father, I speak of your loved ones. Father, that the Holy Spirit would come after them. Come after them and draw them in by the power of God. That when they sleep at night, that God wouldn't just let them rest, but he would rouse them up and say, the road you're taking is wrong, son. Daughter, the road you're taking is wrong. You think you want life. You don't know what life is until you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That he's your king and he's the anointing of your life. He's the very breath of your life. You walk in the spirit. Oh, man, I get up in the morning and I'm thinking, man, Father, this is, 
You can ask me every day. The Lord was saying, you can ask me every day what he's been telling me. And I got books that I wrote every day. What he's told me. Man, we need to get into the word so much. You know, when somebody says something, man, the word pops up in our head. When people say something, his word pops up in our head. The Holy Spirit, it says the things that you, that you read in secret, that you start gathering knowledge. Knowledge is the word. You start gathering his knowledge. You start taking in his knowledge. We start getting that knowledge. Then he opens up with the Holy Spirit. He opens up with the wisdom of how to use that knowledge. You know, they ought to shake when we walk into the room. When we wake up in the morning, the, the enemy ought to be saying, wow, he's up and he's moving. Get out of the way. Amen. He doesn't no longer, he doesn't fool me anymore. Amen. When I was young and foolish and didn't know the things of God, he would fool me. He would teach me into, he would take me into things <coughs> and make me sin and do bad things. And then he would say, you're an idiot. Huh? Ain't that what he does? He said, man, you, and you call yourself a Christian? Look at yourself. You know, but Jesus, you, know, you know what Jesus always tells me when I do something stupid? He said, Lon, did you learn anything? Huh? Did you learn anything? He never put me down, ever. He never put me down. He's always lifting me up. He said, you can do better. I know you can. He said, do you like doing what you did? No, I don't. I don't want to do that stuff. God, because I know it's not pleasing to you. Because when I was born again... And I ask Jesus Christ to come into my life, and I become a new creature in Christ. You know, the old things are gone, and the new things come. You know, in the anointing, you know, of God, what God is doing, I love that. I do not want to walk out of that anointing. I do not. Because when we get away from God, <laughs> the enemy tries to slide in there, you know. And he's always trying to drive wedges in between people. In our church, in our bodies, you know, in the ministry, in, the, in different, what we're doing. He's always... But see, as you're walking with the Spirit, he can't do that. He can't, he can't, he might fool us now and then, but he never fools the Spirit. Never. Never. I can remember one time I was roller skating. I used to take my kids roller skating every Friday night. Man, I'd take half the town with me. You know, we go roller skating. I love roller skating. That was, that was cool. <clears throat> but I'm roller skating, you know, when the Spirit started coming over me, and I started, wow, God, that's cool. And he said, that's not me. And I thought, Wow. And I said, well, how would they know? And he said, they won't unless I tell them or show them. See, we need to have, we need to have an intimacy with the Lord so close that there's no room for the enemy to get anywhere into our mind, in our thoughts, anything in our lives, anything that we're doing. We need to walk so close to Christ. I've had people say, are you trying to be like Jesus? Yes! Amen. You know, at first it kind of excelled me, you know. They say, well, you're trying to put you down. You're trying to be like Jesus. Oh, yes! <clears throat> to have Jesus live in my life. And when they see me, they look at you, they see Christ. That'll make a difference in life. That'll make a difference where you walk. That'll make everything that you do, it'll make a difference. Because when God fills you with the Holy Spirit, you'll never be the same. You won't. Because you know how to wield the sword. That's why it says study the word. I didn't even read my notes. And I like that because that's just the way I am. I read, I go to, I go to my, my room and I read and study and I'm not, in school I hated reading. I did, I hated, the teachers made me get up, you know, it would embarrass me because I, I mean, I, I have a hard time with the and a. I did. And that was a flaw that I had in me, but it didn't hinder me. I've had three or four businesses in my life. You know, people look at me, you shouldn't even be, you should be on Skid Row somewhere or something. 
But when you really look at my life, you'll find Christ. When you see what I'm doing, where I'm flowing, you know, everything I do, you know, they say, what are you doing? Well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to live and trying to do what Jesus wants me to do. That's because I bumped into this lady one time. And I thought, well, I want to come down here because I'm believing, you know, and I meet different people. And I'm thinking, wow, God wants to anoint you that, we come, that you become an overseer. And you're looking over the people. And you're praying over them. You know, because we know that you're in battle. No, but we, we stand up with you and we stand for you. We're lifting you up. Standing before you. They can, Satan cannot fight you by himself, by yourself. He cannot. Because we're there to lift you up. If he fights you, he's got to fight me. And if he fights me, Jesus Christ is my Lord. He is my king. So they got to fight him. And they don't want to talk to him. You know? Every time, you know, I had this thing about Satan coming and knocking on our door. And I say, honey, Jesus, answer the door. You don't have to answer the door. Just because he's knocking, that don't mean you need to ask, see what's, who's there. If you, know it's, if you know it's the enemy, don't answer the door. You don't need to have counsel with him. He's not your counselor. You know, when you start listening to the wrong things, that's what we do. You know, he gets us to listen. You know, he stopped Eve. You know, he said, got talking to her. You know, he was in the garden, you know, and all of a sudden they think, wow, we're naked. So they, they sewed together fig leaves. The Lord just showed me this the other day. I thought it was cool. They sewed together fig leaves. You know, and the Lord said, who come and told you that you all this things? You know, Satan, you know, they ate the fruit, you know. And I said, in the, and I was just kind of doing a study, and I, I read that. Then it said, you know, when God came, then he killed an animal, and they had, they were clothed with, you know, uh, skins of an animal. But then I read farther up in Psalms 91, verse 12. It says, I clothed you with my feathers. Remember the feathers? Love the feathers. Because we're under his wings. We're under his wings. You know, we, we, it's not so much us soaring, but we're soaring in him. <laughs> I don't want to soar with me. You know, and I don't even say, well, Paul's made that statement. Is that a statement that we could make? You'll follow me? He said that. Remember that? He said, you follow me and you'll see Christ. When he first said that, I'm thinking, hmm, I think, Lord, I need to work on a few things. <laughs> but when he talks about the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, are they being manifested in your life? Do you look at them? Do you think, well, okay, what gifts do I have? Where is God working in my life? The fruit of the Spirit is coming in, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. You know, as your, <clears throat> as your relatives kind of look at you and think, what are you trying to do? <laughs> huh? Actually, we're trying to lead them to Christ. We're trying to lead them to Jesus, that they can have the life that we're tasting. And we're saying, and I would pray over us that <clears throat> when we're speaking to them, that God would give us words to speak to them in such a way that it would penetrate into their soul and their very being. And I speak that over you, sister, as you come up here and you shared that with about your relatives. I mean, we all got relatives. We got, <clears throat> you know, banging against us, you know, under, you know but we, we want them to see Christ. I've had relatives say, I don't really want to come over there. And I get talking to them. And they said, because you're always talking about Jesus. <laughs> I thought, well, to me, what else is there? Because when you're in love with somebody, with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and but when you see how he loved us, when he gave himself on Calvary, for us. 
Amazing Grace. Shall always be my song of praise, for it was grace that bought me liberty. I do not know just why he came to love me so. He looked beyond my faults and he saw my needs. He ain't looking at our faults. He knows we falter. He knows we stumble. We don't have to remind him. He already knows that. But he said, I've set you free. Come in me. See, we, <clears throat> I ain't the shame I was yes, last year. Amen. I've increased. And we should never be the same as what we were before. My sister one time said, well, I can remember way back when the Lord was really moving and I'd like to be back, back there. And I said, no, no. I said, actually, you don't need to have the Lord tingle your heart and so you feel all uh, whatever it is that young people do when they fall in fantasies or what, you know, in their mind, you know, loving them. And, I mean, we don't have to have that with Christ anymore because we already know what he's like. We love him because he's God. We love him because our, he's our creator. We love him because he took our sins. I was thinking about Peter. And all this week I was thinking, you know, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to share, what I'm going to do. And the Lord says, you ain't speaking anyways, it's me. <laughs> and that kind of makes me free because it ain't me, it's him. But I was thinking about Peter before, <clears throat> before the cross. Remember when he was saying in uh, Luke, no, Matthew, 16, 18. That's my address, actually. You know, about the keys of hell would not come against this church, and I will build, you know, you'll be the rock. You know, Peter didn't understand it then, but he found out afterwards after the resurrection. But can you imagine? Now, just, just cool with me a minute. Lord said, I want to take you on this journey. Can you imagine Peter? He's, he's looking at Christ. He's seen him feed 5,000. He's seen the eyes blind. He even seen him walk up to the grave, and a man come out, and he's alive. And he, he raised the dead. But then he seen his Lord die on the Calvary. But he didn't, he wasn't listening to what Jesus was telling him because he told him, I'm going to have to do that. But he, in his mind, he was thinking, Lord, you're not going to do that. You're not going to die. But he died. Remember, he, he denied him three times. And he thought, everything I gave up, because he was a fisherman. I used to be a fisherman down in Florida. We'd catch fish by the thousands. <clears throat> but he gave that up. And he said, I'll follow this man because this man has something in life that's, that's worth following. <clears throat> and he said, you know, he finally got to the point, he said, well, he says it's all over. I'm, I'm just going fishing. Got in a boat and went fishing. You know, they seen Christ. I mean, he resurrected that. You know, but they, they still didn't, didn't believe that until he showed himself to him. But he said, wait and tarry in the upper room. That's what I think about here. Now, wait and tarry in the upper room. If the enemy and the waves and the, and the world goes so wild and so, so violent that it does sometimes, stop, get by yourself or you with people and start worshiping in the spirit. Because it said they waited for the spirit to come down. And it came on them like fire. Whew. Wow. Then you start talking to Peter then after he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Man, he was happy to suffer for Christ then. They said, where are you going? He said, we're going to the temple. The scribes and the Pharisees was the one that put him on the cross, really. He said, we're going to the temple. I mean, he was defying the enemy coming at them, you know, to, to trying to shut him up. <clears throat> but he said, now I got a story. You know, he started telling them about Christ, you know, what he did that. He said, you know, and I seen, it, I seen this movie. I don't know, it was just come out recently or whatever, but Peter's sitting there, and then one of the disciples came in, and they're laying in the, <clears throat> in the dungeon, and they're all beat up. 
And they look at one another, and they started laughing. <laughs> he said that the Lord, that we would suffer for him. Oh, what a joy. Oh, what a joy. That we would be <clears throat> so privileged <clears throat> that we would be beaten for him. Brothers and sisters, we need to change our attitude. We need to change our attitude of what Christ really is. He says, do you love me? Feed my sheep. And he says, you know, when you're ministering and sharing with people, he said, look for the words. And the Holy Spirit's in you. He'll give you words to speak to them. And them words will penetrate into the darkness. I'm speaking that over you, all of you, me. That when you're speaking, that the Holy Spirit would just speak through you. Because he knows what they need. That's why we need to pray in the spirit. He said, I send you a comforter. And he will show you things to come. He will show you what's going to happen. And he's showing me stuff about the church, what's happening, about you know, the finances and everything going to come in. God's going to open up gates and just usher in. And it's not going to be hard. It's just, just going to up to the potter's house. There was a guy that came in there and he wanted to build some stuff up there. And he wasn't even a Christian, but he said, I know in the script, I mean, any new scripture. He said, I know if I'm being blessed, and if I bless the family of God, I'll be blessed. He gave like $75,000. And he kept giving money, you know, so they could build their church. And I'm believing either what the Lord was showing me about this was, remember you said, what do I have? Remember when Jesus set down the 5,000? He said, we're going to feed them. You know, and the disciples are looking at him thinking, okay, how are we going to do that? And a little boy comes up and he says, hey, I got a lunch. You know, a few fishes, a couple loaves. They're thinking, yeah, right. Huh? Because you're thinking with your human mind. We need to get out of our human mind and start thinking in the, in, the, in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. He took that. When you think of that, he took that, he lifted it up, and he blessed it, and he started handing it out to the disciples. They was going out. There was... 4, 000, there was one time 4,000 and 5,000. That wasn't even counting the women and children. You know, there probably, there was a lot of people there. And he said, when it was all over, he said, now gather up, gather up the crumbs that was left that they couldn't eat. One was seven bushels and one was 12 bushels. So I ask you, how could that be? Because we're dealing with God's kingdom, not, not man's kingdom. Amen. And that's what I was saying. Because you asked me, I said, well, I have, you know, the business I do. You know, Lord, I offer it up. And I actually, there was a guy come from Saginaw. You know, he's going to start buying pallets for me at $10 a pallet. When I started, that was like three and a half. You know, it keeps increasing. You know, and I keep thinking, well, I'm getting older. I don't know if I can do this. And I just, I just need to be quiet <laughs> and let God just move through me. Because it seemed like when I get out there working, the anointing comes over me, and I just, and that's what we need to do when we're working. He said, I want you to go into the highways and the byways and preach the gospel. He didn't say, quit what you're doing. He said, whatever you're do, doing, take me in where you're at. <laughs> take me in where you're at. He said, rest. Because we think we got to work at it. If we've got to work at it, then it's not rest. 
Rest in me. That's what Jesus said. Rest in me. Because I get thinking in my head, you know, when I was younger, I'm always, and I don't really consider myself younger. My body's getting a little older, but my mind is still young. <laughs> right? Your spirit don't grow old. It don't. I was talking to a one lady that, I say old lady, I'd probably be older than her, but I said, well, but anyways, I said, your spirit don't grow old. It's vigorous. It's alive. It, it doesn't grow old. You know, when I was saying with my wife, you know, if, we, if she, and I don't think she is, not for a while. I think God, I was talking to a prophet one time, and he said, and she came up there, and he says, God ain't through with you yet. And why she's going through what she's going through, I don't know. I'm praying about it, you know, and I, God, she's in your hands, you know, and she's, she's on fire for God. She loves God. Actually, I, I led her to Christ, and she showed me a few things. <laughs> huh? Humility. I've never seen a person that has humility like she did. When I was younger, and I, well, I'm going to be truthful. You know, I met her. You know, we wasn't married. We was living together. You know, I just, but she was at work, and I was I was doing roofs and stuff like that, and I and I told the guy I wasn't I wasn't wanting to drink. I didn't because liquor and me don't get along good. So I don't. It's not good. I don't. I'd rather get filled with the spirit than drunken with wine. But anyways, I got out with the guys. We was in the bar, and we got going. Finally, we, I started drinking, and then the guys figured out why I don't drink. <laughs> he said, you picked the biggest guy, and you wanted to fight him. I said, that's, that's... Anyways, when we went out of the bar, I was over his shoulder, and he was carrying me out of the bar. They never asked me to drink with them again. But anyways, my wife is sitting there. This is, this is, she got out of work. This is 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It's 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. She's still sitting on the steps. We pulled in there, and I said, never again will I do this to this woman. I said, that's why I don't drink. She never said a word to me. That had such an impact on me. Sometimes, you know, when somebody does something to us, man, we want to tell them how we feel. Right? So we need to get rid of that flesh. Because when they was driving the nails into his hands when he was on the cross, I was praying one time. I said, Lord, I want to be like you. He said, really? He said, when they're driving the nails in your hands, are you going to say, you having a good day? Or when they're throwing insults at you and pulling the beard off out of your face, you know, discouraging and spitting on you, I think, wow, you must have had a bad time at, at home, huh? See, we need to change our spirit because we take on their spirit and we fight them with their kind of fight. Like you said, it's not flesh and blood that we fight. Principalities of darkness in high places come in war at us. And Satan does not know how to handle when things come at us. Yay, praise God, praise God, woo, praise God. <laughs> Satan goes, what the world's wrong with that person? Because I have a newness in him. I have a newness in him. My joy and my peace doesn't come of the things of this world. They do not. They come from him. He was talking to me about the rock. How long do I got? Am I done? Huh? Actually, I was in jail. I was in the jail ministry one time, and he goes in there, and you're only supposed to be there an hour. I didn't ask him. We're there three hours. <laughs> Ministering with guys. Guys are, hey, hey, hey. And the jailers, I mean, the guards and everything, they didn't say nothing because 
they were sensing something that they hadn't felt. You know, the power of God. That's what we need in our lives. You know, we need to make a difference. You know, the love of God should just flow. When we walk by people, and I've had people do that, walk by me, and I could just feel the love of God coming off them. I'm thinking, oh, wow, who is that person? I got, I got to know her. <laughs> it did. But then I come up and find the wonderful people that she's working with. You know, I'm thinking, wow. Okay, God, where are we going from here? And that's where we're kind of at. Where are we going from here, God? What are we doing? You know, this, I think about you, because when you, when you guys first come up there, you said, well, this is quite a drive. <clears throat> and she says, well, make, make sure that it's, it, it's okay, because you're not riding a camel, are you? <laughs> huh? We get in the car, you know, 45 minutes we're here. You know, just think if we had a horse and buggy, that'd be quite a trip. Trust him. But he was, he was talking about the rock. He said, the rock that the stone, the, the rock that the builders rejected. The scribes and the Pharisees, the people that was in the churches, rejected him. Because he brought something new to them. He brought a new covenant to them. They would not accept him as the Lord and Savior. Because he said, didn't you see the miracles that I do? I mean, there's, this doesn't happen. People raised from the dead and the things that he'd done. You know, they was just going by the law, what the law said. And the law was set like a rock. And I ain't saying the rock of Jesus. I'm saying the rock of the law. It's a written law. It's on the rock. You cannot change the law. And it says, it's better to have mercy than the law. Because the mercy is through Christ that he forgives us. But he said the stone that the real builders rejected. Have you ever felt rejected of people? Huh? And he said, don't, don't think that bad because I did first. They rejected me and I'm the son of God. But he said, we stand upon that rock. Uh, there's a song I'm trying to. Upon that solid rock, guys. All other ground is sinking sand, but on that solid rock I stand. When I need a savior, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Whew. I think I'm winding down. But on that rock. I pray that what I've shared with you, that the Holy Spirit has touched your heart. That would just edify him more in your life. That you would... I, when I was a younger person, I seen somebody that was talking about God and was close to God, and I thought, when I was a young man, I said, I want to be close to God. Now people say, you talk to God all the time? <laughs> I said, yep, every day. As I'm standing here, he's right here. Everywhere I go, he's right there. Everything I do, he's doing it with me. A lot of times he's showing me before I even do it how to do it. You know, he does. I say in your ministration, sister, when you go in there, Kim, that the Lord is going to start showing you what to do, how to say, how to do it, how to, where, where to flow, what's going to happen. You know, in building, you know, he's already, I talked to, um, Holly. <clears throat> and she was talking about the building, getting everything together, you know, and he says, what the Lord showed me, he says, put together stuff so I got something to work with. 
He said, if you don't have a plan, then I don't have none to work with. Put together a plan so I can work with it. He said, I give you the plans. I give you the plans. And you set them in motion. So when you set them in motion, he said, I will put that and activate them by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then I'll fill you with my word to activate them words. Because he said, I watch over my word. So what you speak is going to happen. Just like Stephanie was saying, this is, see, we got a bad thing about God. I mean, in ourselves. Because we say, I mean, when God says, I'm God, there's no other God. There's no other one but like him. He says, when I speak it, he said, I watch over my word. So what I speak, it's going to be done. There's no reproach. There's no pulling back. There's no, he said, when I put it into motion, it's going to happen. So when we speak in God and we get close to God, we get in his word, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes, makes his word come alive in us. And there's every situation that we have that we go to the word and God will make it come alive to us and it will be powerful. So it isn't time. So we say, well, it's not like we throw a prayer out there and hope God gets it. Huh? No. We start getting motivated by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit starts motivating us and he starts, he starts speaking through us by his, by his knowledge that we've read in the word and his wisdom, the Holy Spirit starts speaking it and it happens. Because he said, isn't he? He said, some of you speak, and he said, you, you speak amiss. You missed it. Because you're, actually, you wasn't, you're not right with me the where I want you to speak this. But when you flow in the Holy Spirit, then it works. Father, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for your word, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the people that are here. Father, that you're anointing, Father. We just touch them, strengthen them, guide them, Father. Let your word flow in us, Father God. Father, we praise you and worship you. Father, where do we go from here? Oh, you guys coming up for having people pray? If anybody's got anything they want to be, be prayed for and over, they come up here and we anoint you and pray over you. Father, we do, we pray, Father, that your, your invitation, Father God, that, Lord, that your words, Father, would start flowing through mind, the minds of my brothers and sisters, Holy Spirit, that you would touch them, Lord, that your words would flow and reach into the depth, Father, that the enemy, Father, we pray that their blindness would fall off their eyes, Lord, that they would see the truth, Father, that your Holy Spirit would draw them in. Father God, as we keep meeting here, Lord, that this dark place would start filling up Father, with the people that the enemy has deceived and lied to, Lord, we ask for your anointing, Father, to touch them and draw them in, Father God. Don't let them perish, Father. Lord, we plead the blood of the Lamb over their lives, Father God. In Jesus' mighty, mighty, mighty name, we give you praise. Is there somebody here? This morning I was reading something. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good 
and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, and more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.